You're about to listen to another inspiring word from House on the Rock Church, the London Lighthouse. For more information and interaction with House on the Rock, please visit our website on hotr.org.uk. Hallelujah. In Romans chapter 5 verse 17, uh, the Bible says, for, for if by one month's offense... Death reigned by one. Romans 5, 17. For if by one man's offense, death reigned by one, much more did which receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Uh, receive an abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life uh, by one Jesus. Jesus Christ. Uh, the title of my meditation this morning is the reign of the spirit. The reign of the spirit. The reign of the spirit. Hallelujah. Also we see in the Bible in the book of John chapter 16 verse 12. John chapter 16 verse 12. Jesus Christ says, I have yet many things to say unto you but you can't bear them. You cannot bear them. In other words, you can't receive, you can't understand, you can't appreciate them. How be it when the He, the Spirit of Truth, when He, the Spirit of Truth, referring to the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of Truth, the word there, the word truth there, it refers to reality. Reality, the spirit of reality. When it says the spirit of truth, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. He will guide you into the reality of your life. He will not speak of himself, but whatsoever he will hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. Speaking about the Holy Ghost, uh, Jesus Christ said he will glorify me for he will receive of mine. He will take of mine and he will show it to you. Jesus represents the word. In other words, he says the Holy Ghost will come. I am going, um, but another comforter will come. The Holy Ghost, when he comes, um, he will take of mine. He will take of the word. He will show it to you. He will glorify me. He will reveal me to you. But I can. But right now, you can't understand. You can't receive. You can't contain what I need to say unto you. Also, we see in the book of John, chapter fourteen, verse sixteen to eighteen. He says, "And I will pray the Father, and He will give you another Comforter, that He would abide with you forever." The Amplified Translation refers to Comforter as your advocate, your intercessor, your counselor, your strengthener, and your standby. He says, I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter. They had a comforter in Jesus. Jesus was there as their comforter. He was there as their guide. He was there giving them direction. He was there as their protector. But he said, I'm going, but I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter who will abide with you forever. And the comforter refers to the advocate, to the intercessor, to the counselor, to the strengthener, to the standby. And it says that this comforter will be with you forever. Even the spirit of truth 
whom the world cannot receive. The world does not understand. The world cannot receive because the world does not see him and neither does the world know him. But he says, but you will know him because he will dwell in you and he will be in you. Is somebody with me? I will not leave you what? Comfortless. I will come to you. Glory to God. With those scriptures, I want us to go to Philippians chapter 3 verse 3. The Bible says that for we are the circumcision which worship God and the spirit and rejoice in Christ and we have no confidence in the flesh. We are of the circumcision. We worship God and the spirit. We rejoice in Christ. And our confidence is not in the flesh. Glory to God. Reigning by the spirit. In John chapter 6 verse 63, Jesus Christ said, The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. They are spirit and they are life. The words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. The people, the world, they do not understand the world. Why? Because these words are spirit and these words are life. They, were, they, were, they are not profitable unto the people because they have not received of the nature and the life of God. But when the Holy Ghost comes, glory to God. When the spirit has been released and we've been regenerated, the Bible says that he will guide you into all truth. He will guide you into the reality of the new creation man. The spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. The riches of the glorious inheritance that we have as saints. The exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe. That is the work of the Holy Ghost. But stay with me a moment. Let me take you through the operations of the spirit in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit only came upon three categories of individuals. Are you still there? The kings, the prophets, and the priests. He's always been there, but manifested differently in the Old Testament. Came upon the kings and the prophets and the priests. The presence of the Spirit ensured guidance, direction, restoration, protection, why is this important? Because the visible world is controlled by the invisible. The Holy Ghost came upon to empower them to function and to carry out a particular task, to carry out assignments. These individuals were largely the channels of God to manifest his person and presence on the earth. In some cases, there was the distribution of the Spirit upon others to function. Case in point, in Numbers chapter 16, 11 verse 16, the Bible says, And the Lord God said unto Moses, Gather unto me seventy men of the elders of Israel, whom thou knowest to be elders of the people, and officers over them, and bring them unto the tabernacle of the congregation, that they may stand there with thee, and I will come down, and with thee there, I will take of the Spirit which is upon thee. Take note, the Holy Ghost, 
the Spirit came upon three categories of individuals. The kings, the prophets, and all the priests. He says, and I will take of the Spirit which is upon them, and I will put it upon them. And they shall bear the burden of the people with thee. So we'll see that the intervention of the Spirit, that the Holy Ghost coming upon them was to carry burdens, was to enable them to achieve particular tasks, was to bring about restoration. It was the super upon the natural. Are you with me? And thou shalt not bear it by thyself alone. So we see the operation of the Spirit in the Old Testament. God always desired, but God always desired that many more people will interact and explore the possibilities of his spirit. The spirit was an enablement to function, to bear burdens, and to discharge assignments. Is somebody still with me? Another case in point in 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 1 to 7. 1 Samuel chapter 10. And I want you to see how precise, how precise and specific the Holy Ghost can get in the affairs of a man on this earth. The operations of the Spirit. How precise the Holy Ghost can get. Glory to God. We are talking about the reign of the Spirit. God has called us to reign on the earth. But we can't reign without the operations of the Spirit. Without the enablement of the Spirit. We need to learn of the Spirit. Somebody called the Holy Ghost the most important personality on the earth. We need to understand the person of the Holy Ghost. But we are looking at the operations and of the Spirit in the Old Testament in a limited form. Hallelujah. In 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 1. 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 1. Look at how precise the Holy Ghost can get. Glory to God. Then Samuel took of the veil of oil. Now, if you back up to 1 Samuel chapter 9, you will see that Saul, his father sent him because they had lost their asses. They were looking for their asses. And Saul was going about, and then he went with his servant. And then they got to a point, and Saul said, let's go back home. Lest our father begins to care, I mean, he gets worried about us, and then he's wondering what exactly is happening. And then as they were going, the, the prophet said, the servant said, there is a prophet in this town. Let us go and see him, paraventure, he will let us know how we should proceed. And Saul said, do we have something to give the prophet? And he said, well, and the servant said, I, I, I've got something. And then they went and then they met Saul. And then they came to Saul. And meanwhile, before then, the children of Israel had asked God, we wanted a king. And God has said unto Saul that there is someone who I am sending. And when they came to Saul, God said, that is the man I told you about. But that is not my focus. Look at verse 10. Then Samuel, when Saul and the servant came to Samuel, then Samuel took a veil of oil and poured it upon his head and kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord has anointed thee to be captain over his inheritance? When, now listen to this, glory to God, the Holy Ghost upon prophet Samuel, and then he began to speak, he began to prophesy. He said, When thou art departed from me today, thou shalt find two men by Rachel's sepulchre, in the border of Benjamin at Ziza. And they will say unto thee, The asses which thou wentest to seek are found. And lo, thy father has left the care of the asses, and so it for you, saying, What shall I do for my son? 
Then thou shalt go on forward from thence, and thou shalt come to the plain of Tabor, and there shall meet there three men going up to God to Bethel, one carrying three kids, and another carrying three loaves of bread, and another carrying a bottle of wine. And they will salute thee, and they will give thee two loaves of bread, which thou shalt receive of their hands. And after thou, thou shalt come to the hill of God, wherein is the garrison of the Philistines. And it shall come to pass, when thou art come thither to the city, that thou shalt meet a company of prophets coming down from the high place with a pastry and a temperate and a pipe and a harp before thee, and they shall prophesy. And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon thee, and thou shalt prophesy with them, and thou shalt be turned into another man. <laughs> Part of the effect of the Spirit of God, and thou shalt be turned into another man. Are you with me? What the Holy Ghost does in the life of his people, thou shalt be turned into another man. The impact and the effect of the Holy Ghost, of the power of the Spirit, and let it be when these signs are come unto thee, that thou shalt do as occasion serve thee. But God is with thee. Is somebody with me? He said, when you see this sign, it is time to manifest. Why? Because the enablement has come upon you. He said, listen, when you see this sign, in fact, in some local parlance, when you see this sign, you don't blow. It is now time to what? To manifest. He says, and the spirit of the Lord will come upon you and you will be turned to another man. Glory to God. You will be turned to another man. In other words, the Lord, there will be a differentiation. What you struggled with before, you will struggle with no more. When the Spirit of the Lord comes upon you, when the anointing, when you experience this anointing, the struggle that was there before will be there no more. What was lost will be found. Where there was no idea, ideas will come forth. Where there was sickness, healing will come. Where there was trouble, there will be solution. Is somebody with me this morning? You will be turned to another man. There's somebody under the sound of my voice. Listen, by reason of the release of God's spirit, by reason of the release of anointing, that situation is about to flip and is about to change. If you believe that, shout a big amen. It says, and the Holy Ghost will come upon you, and you will be turned into another man. That story is about to change. That situation is about to change. Listen, I said you will be turned into another man. You will look back, and you will be a different person from 2022. If you believe that, shout a big amen. It says, and when you see these signs, do as occasion serve you, because the anointing has come. The Spirit has come. The enablement has come. It is time now to rise to your feet. Lift up your voice. Speak that word because the Spirit of God has come. Is somebody with me? In Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says God created the heavens and the earth. In verse 2, the Bible says the earth was without form and void. But the Bible says the Holy Ghost began to brood upon the waters. That is a sign. When you see the workings of the Spirit, then you know it is a time to release the word. It is a time to declare. It is a time to speak. And listen, nothing, that word will not return unto you void. If you believe that, shout amen. He said, when you see the signs, do 
as occasions serve you, for God is with you. In other words, God has come on the scene. Glory to God. God has come on the scene. And we see the expression of that in 2 Corinthians 3, 17. It says, now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Liberty. The word liberty there actually means access. Access. Where you see the spirit of the Lord, you have been granted access. And what do you do with access? We are with open face, beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord, we are changed into the same image, from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. Let me pick up the pace. Glory to God. So we see the operations of the Spirit in the Old Testament. Hallelujah. You see, but the end game of God was the democratization of the Spirit, the release of the promise of God in the unveiling of the Holy Ghost on the inside of the recreated man. What you saw in the Old Testament was a limited expression. God's desire always was to have the Holy Ghost in our dispensation, in the dispensation of the new creation man, function maximally. Hallelujah. So we see in the Bible, in Joel chapter 2, verse 28, there was a prophesying of the Spirit, and it shall come to pass afterward. I will pour my Spirit upon all flesh. Oh, your sons and your daughters will prophesy. And prophet Joel released that prophecy. Glory to God. Joel was speaking about the dispensation where the Spirit of God will be released. A new creation man, new creation men and women, a dispensation of Christ when Jesus would have come as the last Adam and as the second man. Hallelujah. He came to end one dispensation called Adam and he came to begin another as the second man as you have been rightly taught in this house. And this is the dispensation of the Holy Ghost. What we saw in the Old Testament was a limited expression of the Spirit. But now we have come. Jesus Christ said, I need to go because get ready get ready get ready a dispensation is coming when the holy ghost will come in its full essence it is the dispensation of the spirit it is the year of the spirit it is the era of the spirit is somebody with me and the bible says it is a spirit of truth the world cannot receive him the world does not know him but you will know him because he is coming to dwell in you and to be in you he he only came upon people when the old. It was a limited expression or he came upon a few individuals. But now he's coming not just to be with you but he's going to be in you. He will wear you as a garment. Hey, hey. Glory to God. Is somebody still there? The Holy Ghost has come to dwell in us. We are now the temples of the Holy Ghost. He has come to take residence in us. Glory to God. He lives on your inside. He wants to speak through you. He wants to act through you. He wants to wear you as a garment. In 1 Corinthians 3.16, the Bible says, Know you not that you are the temple of God. You are now the temple of God. You are now the embassy of God. And the Spirit of God dwells in you. Don't you know? 
that you are now the temple of God. Now are you the temple of God. You have the burn, the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Ghost, right on your inside. In Ephesians 2 verse 19, it says, Now therefore, you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the sons of God and of the household of God. Listen, these titles were never used before. They were never used in the Old Testament. God says, now I call you, I do not call you servants. Now I call you friends. I call you family members. Paul said, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. We belong to the family of God on the earth. We have cousins, we have brothers, we have members of the family of God in heaven. Is somebody with me? Now we'll talk about the household of God. We are fellow citizens of the household of God. Now we have come to the fatherhood of God, where we can look unto him and call him father, where we can relate to him and say, Heavenly Father, and say, Daddy, good morning. Is somebody with me? Now because the Holy Ghost has come to our inside. If any man is in Christ, is a new creation. All things are passed away. That old life has ceased a new life, a new dispensation. Now we have carried the spirit where the Holy Ghost is on your inside. That is the dispensation we are in. Hallelujah. And are built upon the apostles and the prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Now listen. In whom all the building fitly framed together grow it unto a holy temple in the Lord. In whom also you are built together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. I don't have time to unpack that. I'm going on a journey this morning. And I have about 15 minutes to get there. And then we will pray. Is somebody with me? In 1 Peter 2.5, the Bible says, You also as lively stones, you are built up a spiritual house. Are you hearing that? You. Not this, there is a corporate anointing where we all come together. But you, you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. You are now the house of God. You are the residence of God. The Holy Ghost is on your inside. You are being built as a spiritual house. When Jesus Christ said, my house shall be called a house of prayer, he was referring to you. Are you with me? A holy priesthood. Fathers, a holy priesthood. Mothers, a holy priesthood. We need to learn about our priesthood. We are kings and we are priests. What does it mean to be a priest before God? What does it mean to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable unto him by Jesus Christ? Is somebody with me this morning? To maintain your status as a spiritual house, as a holy priesthood, and to be able to offer spiritual sacrifices, it is important to understand fully the nature of the new creation man. As we see in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Hallelujah. That says, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old life has ceased. A new life has started. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, the Bible says, and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly 
And I pray that your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus. It's important you understand the part of you that is spirit and is able to relate with God. That your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved. Hallelujah. So when we say that man is a spirit, it must be understood in the context of the three-dimensional being. When we say that man is a spirit, you need to understand it that we are talking about in the context of man being a three-dimensional being. Part of you is spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. The part of you that is saved is the spirit. And it's important to be understood in context. It is important to be understood in context as different from when the scripture says God is a spirit. Because there is no part of God that is body. Are you with me? So when we say man is a spirit, it must be understood in context. There are some theologians or some teachers who will say, no, they don't agree with the statement when you say man is a spirit. They say, no, man is three-dimensional. There is a spirit in man. He has a soul and he lives in a body. All right? You can say semantics, but we won't get into that. I don't have time for that. But why is this important? And we see again that Jesus Christ gave some indication to that in Luke chapter 24, verse 39. After he had resurrected, verse 39, he said, Behold my hands, Luke 24, verse 39, Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself, handle me and see. For a spirit has not flesh and bones, as you see me have. A spirit has not flesh and bones, as you see me have. So when you've got flesh and a soul, there is a spirit in you. <laughs> Does that make sense? Now, why, why, am I, why am I explaining this to you? Why is it important to understand it in context? All right, as different from God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. They that worship, in other words, in relating with God, you must understand the part of your being that can relate with God, that can connect with God, that can receive from God. It's so important. And in the same vein, we must understand the limitations that certain parts of our being places on our ability to relate with God. Are you with me? You must understand the part of your being that can relate with God, and also the limitations that you have to contend with. Because oftentimes we are blindsided by those limitations, and then we do not experience the kind of victory we should experience on the earth. So talking about reigning in life, or talking about reigning by the Spirit, you need to understand your nature, how you see it, and then how you need to operate. You will always contend with limitations as long as you are in this body. How many of you know that? The Bible says that we know in part and we prophesy in part. So Paul, understanding the limitations, said when one prophesies, the other two should judge. Paraventure, he has eaten plenty of spaghetti. 
and the prophecy is not coming from the spirit, but his head has been declaring. Are you with me? As long as we are in this body, we are limited. Which is why, that is why we have the New Testament. Which is why God raised some people in the New Testament. So now you compare scriptures. And which is why he said, at the mouth of two or three witnesses, the word of God is what? Confirmed. Because how was the scripture? Holy men that were moved by the spirit. Even with the movement of the spirit, some corruption still entered. So it takes the spirit to read it and then you will see the intent of God. Is somebody with me? Glory to God. Hallelujah. You will always, you are limited. We know we pass. We prophesy in pass. Second Corinthians 3 verse 5. He said, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God who has made us able ministers of the new covenant. Go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 11 to 13 as I tie this up. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 11. For what man knoweth the things of a man save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now listen. For what man knoweth the things of a man save the spirit of man which is in him? So if I need to know about you I should not ask your soul. I shouldn't ask your body. Because your body and your soul will like me give, likely give me a wrong answer. Which has been corrupted by the environment. If I want to know about you, if you will give me a correct answer or picture about you, it says go to the spirit. Go and find out what is in the spirit. Unfortunately, most people have no idea what God has placed in the spirit. So he says, no man, no man, knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him. Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. So also when it comes to God, the things of God, they are known by the spirit of God. The things of man, they are known by the spirit of man. We need to understand how to relate with spirits because God is a spirit. It is not an easy task when you have a soul and you have a body because your soul and your body, they have voices. And the Bible says that there is no of those voices that is without significance. If you listen to it well, it will make sense. When the body and the soul analyzes to you why you cannot go for that job, you will say, Correct. You spoke truth. Meanwhile, it is completely different from the reality of the spirit. So he says, that is why I have sent the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost has no business with your soul and your spirit. Soul and your body. He speaks to your spirit. In fact, when you see your spirit and you see the Holy Ghost, you can't differentiate it. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. Are you with me? So the Holy Ghost, he comes as your helper. He comes and he constantly is engaging your spirit. Engaging your spirit. Your mind and your body can tell you the truth about you. And he says, now we have received not the spirit of the world. Oh, 
but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. Glory to God. Oh, Holy Spirit, help us. Help me. So how does the Holy Ghost help us to overcome the limitations that we have in this three-dimensional being? In Romans 8, 26, it says, Likewise, the Holy Spirit helps our infirmities. The word infirmities means weaknesses. I already told you, you have weaknesses, you have inadequacies, you have limitations, you have shortcomings. As long as you are in this body and you have a soul, you are limited. Glory to God. He says, for we know not what, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Let's go back to that scripture. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. Now, what is the infirmity, specific infirmity, that the scripture is referring to? The infirmity, as we see from the scripture, is that we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. That is the infirmity. It's a weakness. It's a limitation. So how do you make progress when you don't know what you should pray for as you ought. Is somebody with me? There are certain things going on around you right now. You have no idea. Glory to God. You don't even know what you should be declaring, what you should pray for. Oh, you don't even know that word to release. That is why the Holy Ghost comes. But the Spirit, it makes intercession for us with what? Groanings. In this year, 2023, listen, ladies and gentlemen, and let me share a few things that the Holy Ghost has been stirring in my spirit. In Acts, in Acts chapter 6, the apostle said, when they were talking about ordaining deacons and all that, he said, it is not reason that we should spend time, you know, dealing with this thing, but we will give ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. So what is that important thing that the Holy Ghost has come to do in your life? He comes to quicken. He comes to enable you as we stay in the place of prayer, as we spend time to pray in the Holy Ghost. My brother, my sister, this is not 30 minutes a day. This is not 15 minutes a day. This is not a lifestyle of when you can't remember when you spent time to fellowship with him. He says, with groanings which cannot be altered. I'm talking about a people who understand that with the limitations that we have, the Holy Ghost is there to help and to support you. And so we'll spend time in the place of prayer. Why are you praying? It is not to be asking for things, but rather it is to fellowship with him. It's to release power. It is the spirit that quickened as you begin to spend time fellowshipping with him and praying. Listen, there is a place for lengthy prayer. Are you with me? Where your valves will open. The valves will open. 
The only way I can describe it is that, is in Sukhumi, it's like when you are driving an automatic car, all right, and then you are going, even at some point, you will know that the gear has changed. You come into another realm. At some point, you notice that the gas, you come into another realm. And if you are a student of the word, he said, listen, we spend time in prayer and we spend time with the word. Listen, in this year, there is no problem or situation that can hold back, that can withstand the release of that Rema words that the Holy Ghost will stir up on your inside. So as you spend time in his presence, praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in the Holy Ghost and spending time with him, the Spirit, help us our infirmities. We do not know what we should pray for, but we are spending time just staying in his presence, regarding fellowshipping with our Father. He comes to that point where he begins to stir up the scripture within you. Uh, he stirs up that scripture and then you speak that word, you release that word uh, and it's consistent with the Bible when it says, whosoever will say unto this mountain, uh, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and will not doubt in his heart uh, but believe that the very things which he says will come to pass, he will have whatsoever he says. Uh, but we don't speak powerful words on weak foundation. Uh, rather, we stay in that place. Listen, God did not say let there be light uh, without the the brooding of the spirit. The Holy Ghost was brooding. The Holy Ghost was brooding. The Holy Ghost was brooding, was saturating. Now listen, you are the embassy. The Holy Ghost is on your inside. Put the Holy Ghost to work. And one of the ways that you put the Holy Ghost to work is to spend time praying in the Holy Ghost. Spend time praying in tongues. The Bible said, he that prays in tongues, you edify yourself. You charge yourself. Oh my God, you can't do anything. You cannot do much without a, with a battery that is not charged. You are charging yourself. You are charging that battery. You are charging that battery. You are spending time praying on the Holy Ghost uh, until you hit a gusher. And then the Holy Ghost will stir up a scripture. When you send that word on an errand, the Bible says that word will not return unto you void. Oh! We see in the Old Testament when the Holy Ghost will come upon the people that the Bible said they will prophesy. A man prophesied in the Old Testament and said, listen, anybody that will build this city, he will answer with his first son. Anybody that will come and build this gate, he will answer with his, answer with his last son. 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. Oh my God, that word was still hanging. After more than a hundred years, somebody said, oh, it is my duty. As that word came down. Why? Because it was spoken with what? Authority. How we reign in this life is to activate the powers of the spirit within us. And listen, if that prophetic word is activated on your inside and you release it, because you must release it. But how do you know what to release? You spend time with God. You spend time in his word. You look at your space right now. You look at what is before you. You look at your year 2023. You are looking at what's going on. What are you doing? What are you doing about it? You spend time with that word and stay with that word and say, God, no. My Siborabarusa, fellowshipping with him. And when he stares that word and you release it, it will not return unto you void. It will accomplish the purpose for which it was declared. 
and you will see the manifestation of God's glory. Stand to your feet, everybody. Stand to your feet. Very quickly. Just go ahead and stand to your feet. In the next 60 seconds, just go ahead and lift up that voice and declare. Ooh, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. There is a power that is within you. Where we reign in life. Where we reign in life. It's the reign of the Spirit. It's the reign of the Spirit. We reign of the Spirit. We'll put the Holy Ghost to work. It's the reign of the Spirit. It's the reign of the Spirit. We're declaring the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, that there is a stirring. It is the Spirit that quickened. Uh, the flesh profited nothing. Uh, it is the Spirit that quickened. Uh, ask the Holy Ghost. Uh, quicken in me uh, your special word. Uh, quicken in me uh, your special word. Uh, quicken in our lives uh, your special word. Uh, in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, let there be a quickening. Uh, let there be a quickening. Uh, as we spend time with your Spirit. Uh, quicken all. Oh God uh, in the mighty name of Jesus uh, go ahead and declare quicken in me uh, quicken in me uh, your special word uh, in the name of Jesus uh, the solution is on the Holy Ghost uh, the Holy Ghost has come uh, as our answer uh, the Holy Ghost has come uh, as our solution uh, the Holy Ghost has come uh, as our helper he has come to enable us to reign uh, we will reign in life uh, by the power of God's spirit uh, by the enablement of God's spirit uh, by the release of the spirit of God uh, because the Holy Ghost knows uh, that word uh, that will bring about a change uh, in your life. Uh, God will thank you. Lord will bless you. Lord we exalt you. Lift those hands everybody. Go ahead and just bless him. Uh. Go ahead and bless him. Uh. Go ahead and bless him. Uh. We thank you for men that will be turned into another man. Uh, situations that will change. Uh. We thank you for movement. Uh. We thank you oh God for direction. Uh. We thank you oh God for insight. Uh, for people will come to know their purposes on the earth. Uh, we thank you for movement. Uh, we thank you, oh God, uh, for the quickening power of your spirit. Uh, glory to God. Uh, we worship you. We exalt you. We magnify your name. Uh, thank you, Lord. Uh, in Jesus Christ's name, we pray. Uh, somebody turn down those hands. Uh, give the Lord God the praise and the glory. We hope you've enjoyed this uplifting sermon from House on the Rock Church, the London Lighthouse. We hope you've been informed and inspired. Join us for services every Wednesday and Sunday. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at HOTR London. Also, live stream our services on YouTube at HOTR London. For more information, visit our website on HOTR.org.uk.